Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Trident Wargaming episode. That's right, more bolt action. Um, Warlord game stuff, that kind of stuff. Of course, uh, with me is Jason. Loudy. There we go. <laughs> it's ready to rock, right? Just make sure I don't mention a certain phrase <laughs> and then get his grind, uh, you know, grinding his my, gears. Look at my gears <laughs> grinding, Andy. Yeah. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about a little bit of a recap on our latest event for our D-Day event that we just had. Um, so we're, we're going to go through that, kind of go over the missions, not really over the missions, but kind of how, how you liked it and whatnot. And, um, the boards and how the games went, how the day overall went, kind of went, um, it was super, super cool to see the players out there, uh, first off. You know, so I'm going to say thank you to you guys if you guys are listening. Thanks for coming out. Uh, I made my day, uh, especially seeing you guys play on the boards that I, I worked on. So uh, that was great. Um, three games we had, which were pretty cool. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, we also have uh, some other stuff coming up, more of kind of what's next. And also uh, with that kind of, the you know, next year's kind of plan of what I kind of want to do with, with some bolt action and whatnot and uh, blood red skies, that kind of thing. Um, with Jason's help, of course. So, wow. uh, but we will start off with the usual, the hobby front, you know, what's going on? What have you been working on? Um, even if it's not, you know, bolt action or anything like that. Well, um, I'll tell you, Andy. Leading into the event, two mm -hmm. weeks before the event, I had two models painted for it. So I really, uh, that's what I did. He hustled. And I got sick in that time period too. So I lost four days out of my two weeks paint schedule. Uh, so I got an army paintish. It's uh, all base colors. And uh, I think I threw a couple of highlights on here or there. Yeah. They were done. They were done technically. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so, and after that frenzy of uh, working, coming home, painting for a little bit, you know, making supper for the kids and hanging out with them for a little. And then when they go to bed, painting again until I go to bed and then waking up and painting and then going to work and then doing the whole thing over again for two weeks. I'm taking a break. Fair enough. <laughs> that's was, that's what I've been doing. I was, I was, I was going to ask you, how, how do you really feel? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good enough. Good enough. Um, it was good though. I have, they're all, they all have a good solid. I didn't want to rush them. Yeah. And make them look terrible. So they all have a solid base coat of all the colors. And so now I can go back and do all the, you know, all the things to make them pop. Yeah. And I can do that a squad at a time at my leisure. But I do have that army 
locked in at that point. So I, I feel good about it. Tabletop ready, ready to rock. Table, tabletop yep. ready, ready yep. to rock. And now I can go back and at my leisure do all the detailing and highlighting and uh, shading and, you know, all that. Yeah. Put in the stuff. put in the extra little details and, and finish her up. No, yeah. that's 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 a great way of doing it. Like, you know, I I know majority events. Actually, this was our first event that required that I had put required painting, um, which was great because everybody actually like there was came with a painted army, right? Yeah, I yeah. wasn't I wasn't going to hound anybody if if they didn't have, you know, a unit done or whatever kind of thing, or they didn't have time, you know, okay, that's cool. Whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, it was great to see everybody was painted. They looked great on the board, you know, uh, didn't matter at what level of painting that you were at or how far you got done on your armies, but just seeing them on the board with some color on them. It, yeah. It was great. It, it was good to see, uh, you know, even, you know, even our, our one of our local players here uh, got an army done, which you know he he actually put some time and effort into it. And usually he doesn't come out with a painted army, but he got one done. Yeah, and uh, that was great. Like that was awesome to see, right? So, and, uh, and it just it makes it look better. Like the tables yeah. that makes the tables look better. It makes the game more fun. And even being a guy that is a procrastinator on painting, obviously, <laughs> uh, even just those base colors at tabletop height, I mean, they might as well be Golden Demon winners. <laughs> you know, for the yeah. level of eyesight that I have, I mean, those could have been the best painted models in the world when I'm standing at the table. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't pick them up. But if uh, standing, so it doesn't take a whole lot to make an event look super good. Just, just with that. So I'm on board with painting requirement for, for tournaments or events. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's not that big of an ask. No, it's not. And, and like the way, you know, I didn't, I didn't play in the event, um, almost had to. Um, and I had a, I had an army ready to go, but I would had to borrow Bill's army that was already done, right? Um, or I would have to use my Axis force if somebody dropped on the other side. Um, that's done as well. But you know, I was kind of thinking about it, and I was like, "Well, shit, I don't have time to paint an army and do the terrain." Yeah, like there's no way, right? Um, so I just kind of felt really good that hey i you know i put some work put in some work into getting some of these tables done up and i'm glad to see that the players got put in some work as well to get their armies to where they got them right so well totally. and it, the tables look killer and uh you know it's gonna be this is gonna sound selfish if you're the guy that puts in the in the work on the table at yeah. your event and you're getting these pictures and you know it true you know it's a it's not a thing but it's a thing it's uh well it's and that's you always want to kind of promote that and like you know we we put it on instagram and facebook and all that stuff too we also want to show that hey 
we're not just playing grayscale. Like these guys are actually legit, you know, they're, they're, they're playing and they're painting. It's all part of the hobby, right? To show that this is what the game is like between the difference between bolt action and 40 K is that you look at the tables and I can tell that that's a Tau army. I can tell that that's a demon army bolt action. Uh, that looks like an infantry, but I don't know from what army, you know, like, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? It does make it, it honestly, from the uh, player's point of view, it does make it easier to identify even your own models. Yeah, for sure. You know, when they're all gray, it gets, you know, and it you mixed up and grayed out. Grayed out. Oh, you, one might say that, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I'm I'm happy with that, and and honestly, that I am a guy that enjoys the game more than the hobby now. I used to be hyper into the painting, and I, that's kind of fallen away for me a bit. But I, I appreciate it still. And uh, <laughs> honestly, that's the best way to get me. Let's just say, if if that wasn't a requirement, I wouldn't have had uh, army painted. The drive to do it, yeah. And that that's a lot of people. Like, like I'm actually. You probably can't see it underneath the spotlight there, um, if you're watching on YouTube. That is, but I had like I have like 17 bikes that I need to get ready for the Victoria trip that we're going for another system. So like two days from now, from this podcast, uh, we're recording. <laughs> we're recording on Monday, so I got a few more days. But yeah, so just getting them done, and then like the army's done. I don't have to touch the army again. It's done. They yeah. look beautiful. But yeah, whenever, and, and I've heard it from so many people, whenever there's an event, it gives you that motivation to get stuff done because yeah. you know you need to, it's a deadline, right? So yeah. And I mean, part but, of it is I'm an idiot. I don't need as many armies as I have. What? Uh, but do you gosh, know who you're it, talking to? Gosh, is it fun? Yeah. <laughs> but what period do you want to play? Which which side do you want to play? I love having all of that. And yes. especially since Elias, my son, started playing, I've been looking at sets. So nice. not just, oh, should I get this army? It's, oh, I should get this army and their like, classic opponent. Yeah, no, you for know? sure. So really, that's doubling it up. Yeah, and we can we'll go into that because like that's that's part of uh, what we'll talk about right after this. Um, but like three games in, we had the eight players come out. Uh, D Day Invasion theme was successful, of course. Um, you know, seemed like the games all went well. I I didn't have any really bad feedback or anything. Um, only thing was uh, maybe one of the missions that the score was kind of a little, uh, high. Um, but funny enough, you know, at the end of the day, uh, when I, when I tallied up points for both sides, there was only a two point difference. Yeah. Yeah. It was balanced. It was a high scoring, uh, scenario, but it seemed balanced. I didn't end up playing that scenario. Yeah. So, and that was the first time because all these scenarios that were put out there, like I customly made it right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I know me and Jason had trialed a few of them. Um, and then I tweaked some and then some, there was one mission that I literally had made like two nights before. 
and that was one of them, right? Because I wanted to put uh, scoring. Um, you were scoring every turn, right? And you don't really mm-hmm. have that in bolt action. Um, but it made it where it was, you need to get to the objective. You need to be there every turn to get the points and stuff. So, well, I, I will say this as, uh, so I played the D day, the beach landing. Yeah. The, uh, uh, banner. Yeah. The, the trenches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What the H was the third one I played. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, it'll come to me. But the which one? Did you did you play the Bacage or did you play the uh no you played the you played the village with the uh the double agent. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. The double agent village, yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, the the beach landing scenario I loved. It was really good. It was challenging. We didn't know who was winning until the end. And and it was close. I ended up, I think I won, it was like 14 points to four or something like that. Yeah. But it was it was uh, still really a, a near miss thing because you got uh, 10 points based on who had more units in the uh, German deployment zone. And I eked, I eked that out, so that that pulled me up. But he was, uh, he was really hammering me, crossing that board. And to be fair, I really, I was playing uh, Canadian Scottish, who landed on D Day, and I made my list as themed as I possibly can using the rules. Uh, so it was really kind of set up for. Landing on a beach. I had a DD Sherman. I had, I was, I was loaded to bear. I had engineers, you know, I was, uh, I was ready to go. So I was ready for that scenario. Nice. Uh, that being the theme of my army kind of worked out when I heard <laughs> we're doing a D-Day event. Yeah. D-Day army is exactly what I want to do. And uh, so it was really fun. I I liked it. The scenery was amazing, and I love that you switch because originally you were going to do the the full board, which would have looked cool. Yeah. But I really like the modular bunkers and the fact that you could throw that on a beach. Yeah. Uh, it, for D-Day, you could throw it on a beach. You put a couple palm trees, boom, you're on an island in the Pacific. You can throw that with some trenches and you're uh, on a grass mat and you're you're just at a, you know, a defensive line somewhere. Uh, the modular terrain, the way it worked out, and I think I'm going to steal it and do it, is uh, that's the way to do it. For those kind of tables. It is. It is. It, and we've had that discussion before too, right? Um, like you're saying, it's kind of the way to do it. Because I think, and actually I talked to somebody at, at the, uh, that, that day of the event that, I think it was Stefan I was talking to, but it was like, I was explained to them like my original plan 
of what I was going to do. And I, I said to myself, you know what? I don't think I would have had it ready. Like, yeah. so I'm kind of glad that I pulled the plug on that and I talked to you and I talked to Bill about it. And it was like, and then of course I seen uh, the one guy's post on Instagram and that's kind of where I got the idea mm -hmm. of, of doing that. And I was like, this is so much better. One, it's the one big thing for me was it's easier to store. It's easier to transport. Which uh, is a big, a big deal for most people. Most people don't have a huge area that they can commit to, to, uh, you know, storing that kind of stuff. And even the guys that do storing a table yeah, is, is a lot because you're oh, not going to want to play, you know, and I mean, maybe there are guys that do up a table, they play on it for six months and then get rid of it and then do another one, I guess maybe, but even guys with dedicated spaces or big areas or lots of storage, it's, it is a big commitment even for them. So, yep. When that's a limitation, it, it becomes impossible. And then what would you have done? That's the thing. Like in reality, you would have been, it would have been awesome. And then it would have been a hindrance. Yeah. It would have been your bane. It would yeah. have been behind you blocking all your stuff. Yeah, behind all my other junk that I got back here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> no, yeah, it's, no, it's true. Cause like I was actually storing those big sheets of, of the foam that I was working on. Like, you can't see it if you're watching YouTube, you can't see it off screen here, but it took like I have a table back here that's like 72 inches, I think, or something like that, or maybe more. And it would have taken like at least half of that, if not more. Yeah. And it would have been in the corner. And then I remember moving it around and it was just like, no, this, this is, no, this has to go. This is too much. Like I can't do this. Right. So, um, luckily enough, I didn't have to pay for that foam. Thank you work. Um, but the, yeah, going back, the modular terrain is a very smart way of doing it, especially when you can make these pods, you know, I can. Hey, you know what? Tony missed out on, on the event. He wanted to, you know, have a battle. Cam missed out on the event. He wanted to have a battle. You know what, guys? Bring two armies. I'll bring the pod. You guys can go at her on a Saturday or something, you know? Totally. And, that, and that's how I roll with my scenery at home, too. I have, and I got to get more uh, pods, big boxes with, uh, with my scenery quasi organized so i have like a french village i have my uh airfield i have uh stalingrad a couple of boxes for stalingrad yeah you know uh it's just a bunch i it's too much but uh you know so i can grab kind of the theme and uh and go to town and set up a Set up yeah. a table and I'm only taking a, you know, a tote. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, I mostly use it here, but for the times where I take it somewhere, it's super handy. A tote of trees, for instance. Well, yeah. And that helped out a lot, right? Like, yeah. So, so, so yeah, terrain was obviously great. Um, you hear, heard it from Jason there. 
of course I'm going to say it's great because I made it, but you know, <laughs> um, they worked they- out. Go oh yeah, just- yeah, yeah. So, oh, sorry. Go continue. Yeah. No, no. I- Go ahead. You're I, say- I, I was just, uh, I kind of sidetracked into the terrain, but I was really <laughs> talking about the, uh, the scenario. Yeah. I really enjoyed that first scenario. I think the most, I think they all played well, the ones that I played. But this one, I was really, uh, it was a nail biter right till the end, which I love. Those are the best games where you literally, you're at turn six and you're like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's, I mean, uh, so it really forces you to, and it, you know, you can't lay back because you're winning or you feel like you're in the power position. You can't, you got to, you're always going both sides are pushing hard to uh to win it was a fun game yeah i i liked the scenario i liked how it worked out i liked that uh there was uh lots of opportunities to make points so it wasn't uh there was multiple ways you could get the win there yeah which i kind of like because it's Maybe uh, without multiple ways, it's sometimes easy to, you know, uh, hold off uh, the opponent from scoring points, uh, or it's easier at least, or or easier from if there's only one victory condition to uh, to prevent them from getting it. Yeah, uh, where there's multiples, it, it becomes a little bit harder. So, yeah, I had to be careful about losing too many casualties. Because uh, if he destroyed units, especially ones carrying satchel charges, I was in trouble. But at the same time, I had to get across the table and get in that deployment zone. And also at the same time, I really wanted to try to target those bunkers. But then it became a decision, do I target the bunker or do I go past the bunker to get in a deployment zone? Because the bunkers were uh, just outside the deployment zone. Yeah. So... Uh, so I li- I liked it. It was a nail biter, uh, right to the end. It was fun. Nice, and it looked hella cool. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, it, it it's great to hear that, and it was great to hear from uh, Mike, who this was the first time he came out to one of our events. Um, he said he's been out to a lot of events, and he said it felt refreshing. It felt different, and the missions were challenging. Nice, yeah. Um, so you know, big time. It's, it's awesome, awesome to hear that, and to just see the pure enjoyment in people's faces as they're playing, or they have those moments of excitement, you know, or something happens. You're like, ah, you know. Oh stuff, yeah! Oh know, man! Stuff happened, or or you see your, uh, you know, you see your Polish war bear walking up the uh, <laughs> up the beach up the beach yeah <laughs> i love so, it so that was great yeah. so no that's yeah, cool but- it, was, it was good it was successful um definitely uh like to see that happen again oh uh, for sure the you know the uh the break or manor scenario too was super intense i uh it was because here's the thing it was actually quite open. Yes. Like the whole table, you had cover, 
there's quite a bit of light cover around. But unless you're a guy in the trench, there was nothing. <laughs> you were yeah. really exposed. So it was brutal. Well, and it was like, meant it was meant for like well, I mean, one, it was themed, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And and not not all themed tables are going to be balanced. No, but, and I loved I loved that. And you know, it ended up being balanced in a way uh because yeah one side had not very much cover but they also had a super clear line of sight and they were given uh the opportunity to deploy i think it was four units in the trenches like up yes. forward yeah uh so they really could have there's different ways to play it, so I I I like that. Like, do you? And and to be clear, anybody listening, the uh, trenches are where the objectives were. Uh, the attacker started outside of the trenches. Obviously, had to approach the trenches, and then there were four cannons or artillery pieces that they had to destroy. Uh, yeah. in order to get an absolute victory, uh, and then you got three points each cannon you destroyed i think otherwise yeah uh, and then the enemy got uh points for each gun that was left i think again three points and they got points for uh murder death kills i believe i can't remember but uh so it was intense and in that game both of our armies were almost like almost wiped out there is also um, the one little secondary objective is if you actually defeated a unit in, in close combat. Oh, that's right. You might capture the orders. Yeah, you might find some hidden orders and, and score some points that way, right? That so. was that was the other way. It wasn't um, a kill point. It was that was the other objective. It was the uh, and yeah, that came into play. We we didn't end up rolling any orders, but we had a couple units, and it it's fun because it. Yeah, would I have normally have gone for a charge in that circumstance? Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of like, oh, it changed the way I played a little bit, which I think is kind of cool when a scenario does it. And uh, it was intense. My guys were getting hammered coming across, <laughs> you know, approaching that trench line. Yep. But I managed to get in, luckily, and then start and uh, – I also, uh, so I got into the trenches, which is great. I took out the unit that was immediately in the middle. I took out that gun really quick. And then he brought some guys on and I had to decide. I had two guns to the one side and one gun to the other. And I probably couldn't have pushed to both sides. If I did, I would have lost. I know that. So instead I pushed, I, I for, for, for went the, uh, the automatic victory by destroying all four guns mm -hmm. and just went for the three and hoped that I, I, I managed to keep enough points that way. And I did, it, it, it worked out, but it was, I love it when I'm forced to make a decision and I, I did it in the middle of the game. I got up, I got that first objective. I was kind of moving forward. I was getting hammered too hard. I had one unit that just got, 
just blasted into oblivion. <laughs> Decimated. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Decimated implies one in 10. This was murdered. This was absolutely <laughs> murdered. So, uh, you know, I, I ended up making that decision. Like, okay, I wanted all four obviously, but I can't, I can't in all, uh, realness, uh, achieve that objective. So I went for the next best thing. And it, it worked out, but I, like I keep, I keep saying, any time a scenario makes you alter the way you would normally play, the scenario is successful. Because why else do you play a scenario? Otherwise, you just play, uh, you know, scenario two from the book. Yeah, deathmatch. Yeah, and everybody walks on, and it's a great scenario, and it's perfect for a pickup game, and it's easy, and there's not a whole lot to it, and that's great. But when I'm playing a scenario, I want the nitty-gritty, game-changing experience, uh, which which I got in that scenario, too. Nice. Uh, and then the third scenario I played was the, uh, was the uh, captured uh, ag- hidden agent. Yeah, the double agent. Yeah. Double, double agent. And uh, that one was fun, too. It really... I mean, I got, uh, <laughs> I had no luck finding that agent. I deployed, I moved a, just, uh, you know, pell-mell to the freaking objectives. And we had to roll for each objective marker there was. There was like five or six of them or something. Yep. And we had to roll to see if that was the one that had the the spy in it, the double agent. And I can't remember what we needed to roll. I, it, it was wasn't a, even that. It was a six. I'm pretty sure it was a six that you. Needed. Okay. Oh, that's right. So we had six, and then if if you got to the last one, that would be the one the location. So I I got boom, got one. No, <laughs> cleared that objective. I guess next one, boom, I hit it right away. Second turn, boom, nope. Third objective, boom, I hit it. I was I was aggressive, boom, nope. <laughs> My opponent's hitting it, boom, nope, boom, nope. Last one was deep in the center and 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 quite far back to his side. It was already a hurting unit trying to get across. And he was able to get there. And despite my best efforts, despite charging in with the flamethrower successfully, he, you know, he was still able to, uh, you know, get it just out of my reach. And as soon as he did that, I was... <laughs> I was toast, but I liked it. It was, it was uh, intense. <laughs> it's almost like, I don't know. In my head, I was. It was almost like I was trying to make some movie scenes, you know, like some some battles or just scenarios that you would see from World War Two movies or or whatever, right? And oh, totally. And that totally. one, that one had a little bit of. Um, it was it was a little different than most missions out there as well because not only was it that they had to find this you know uh, secret operative or whatever double agent however I put it in there the spy um, which was funny enough was hiding in the well um, yep yeah. <laughs> um, but not only was there that but you were restricted to moving um, six inches because he was injured 
uh, essentially the Axis forces were chasing him down and, and you're coming in to intercept as an ally force. So he's injured, so you can only move him six inches. You couldn't hand him off like the other generic mission yeah. that you can hand off because I, I really don't like that one. No, um, it's too easy. To, I've seen it like... Uh, yeah, turn two, done. Yeah. So Yeah, it's too easy to cheese that one, even by accident, even when you're yeah. not trying to cheese. Uh, it's too easy. So I like the no handing off. So there's that. On top of that, there's a little element of environment in yes. that where um, you, essentially you're fighting at nighttime. Now, Which, by the way, I... I liked your night fighting rules better than the game rules. Yeah. <laughs> the game night fighting rules are, I mean, I guess they do what they, they got to do, but they're kind of a, a pain. This was so simple. Yep. So, it was just an additional save. It yep. made it harder to, harder to hit unless that unit happened to shoot. Yeah. You so had, if uh... you're targeting a unit and that unit, hasn't shot you have an additional minus one to hit yep you know which when by the time you add on like oh he's probably got light cover you know as long as you're not stupid you know you're hugging some kind of cover so you got light cover usually maybe you're at long range then you throw in this and if you're a spot geez it made it just that little bit more difficult and also made you think well am i going to activate this unit and shoot because if i do then i'm I'm giving away that that modifier. Yeah. It's really easy to keep track. It it did play enough of a you might think like it's just a minus one. But minus one can be uh, significant. So it it did play into how we decided what units to shoot first with. And there were units that weren't shooting till the end of a turn. Right. And, and that was you could tell was you know, both me and my opponent, you could tell was kind of, that was the thinking. Like, oh, if I shoot this guy first, I like the fact that my opponent has a minus one if he wants to hit this guy. So you're kind of risking it. And again, that goes into, well, I'm playing the game differently than I would have. It's a know, different element. I, different element yeah. for sure. Yeah. And it wasn't complicated. It was simple. You know, it didn't change the range of guns. It didn't, no. Do only, anything except for add a modifier. Add a modifier, and the only thing it changed was if you had a foobar roll. Oh, so that's true. Yeah. The, the distance. So because the whole concept is it's nighttime, your units might be engaged with the enemy. It's hard to see because shit's happening. Um, and if you rolled a foobar instead of 12 inches, I increased it to like 18 inches. 18, yeah. Which just, I like. We didn't have it happen, but just to represent that, you know, confusion. Like confusion is even worse at nighttime. Yeah. So, um, and you know, you could you could add other things to it, but like I, I mentioned as well, like I try to keep any of the game mechanics or extra rules that I put into the scenarios uh, fairly simple and not too overcomplicated. Yeah, I was a little worried that the beachheads might have been a little overcomplicated, but they weren't. So nope. that that worked out. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to play that scenario again. I loved the beachhead scenario. I yeah. think it was simple because this is one thing. 
the beachhead scenarios that they have in the books, they're cool, but they're actually quite involved or yeah. a lot of them require pretty specific forces, which I've talked about it a thousand times on here. I love playing scenarios. I love doing those special specific forces for yes, those scenarios. But this would work in a pickup game with any force you chose on a regular old night. Yep. It was that simple. All, any of these scenarios would work with any force at any points value and still manage to change the game. I was really impressed. I was really impressed. I, you know, not Thank that you. I didn't, I didn't think the scenarios would be good. I thought they'd be good, but uh, they were even better, better than I thought. I really liked the scenarios and I really am going to get you to, because I don't have them print them out. They just, they should just be a thing. Yep. Yeah. They and if, uh, so good. if, if anybody's curious of the, the missions, I will, uh, I'll link it on the description of this podcast as well. Uh, I do have an episode where we actually did go through the uh, podcast or the uh, mission D-Day. for the D-Day invasion um, actual mission. The, uh, yeah, and it, pl- it played out exactly like I th- we thought Yeah, it would. Like, uh, you know, because it's a little bit different when you're playing it to test it because you're really trying things out and and we kind of changed a little bit in while playing yes and you know so it's a little bit different than when you're actually playing it because when you were playing it we had the uh you know at the event i had the scenario set up but so i i went pell-nell i was this is where i'm you know whereas you know when you're testing it we're going for like let's test this part out and let's do this so it's not exactly a full game but yeah. uh yeah no i i really think the the scenarios were on point scenery was on point matched it was great nice i had lots of fun that's good to hear i'm, I'm glad glad that it, it worked out like that and you know i think everybody's on the same same boat as you jason with the uh just how you feel felt about it so um I'm pretty proud of it. You know, uh, that's kind of the one thing with us here at Trident is we try to do some quality um, events and whatnot as well. We tend to put our heart and soul into them. Um, Mm -hmm. It's our passion. So if you ever get a chance to come out to an event, please do so. Uh, Make the trip. Yeah, exactly. Make the trip. Um, Take the plunge, you know. Uh, we'll we'll definitely have more events coming up and whatnot. I'm hoping I'll have a bigger one next year, possibly uh, for Bolt Action. I'll have to do a lot more advertising for it. Um, just try to get more numbers. So we'll try that at some point. Um, and like, really, people should because what what was the cost on the for a person to join? I can't remember. Uh, I Thir- think I had thirty five dollars. Thirty five, and that included a lunch. So, included a lunch, two burgers and fries and potatoes and yeah. like so, a decent lunch. Yeah, uh, and I think there was coleslaw or salad. I don't know. I didn't eat the salad. I don't <laughs> eat the salad. But you know, Pure. so you get a decent lunch and three games 
with yep. good terrain. Like not, you know, there's been other <laughs> people have seen videos of some events. Yeah, with some no, uh, no bueno terrain. Uh, so yeah, totally. I'm stoked. I'm stoked for it. Good. Yeah, no, we'll, uh, I mean, we talk all the time, so we'll definitely plan something out for that too. Um, I definitely do want to hit the other side of the world, like the Pacific at some point. So there might be a couple of maps like that as well, like, uh, boards to build, you know, uh, just lots of ideas in the head. You know, I'd love to do a, um, I love to do a, a an airstrip, you know, um, hangars, planes, kind of all over the place, you know, maybe in the desert or something like that. Um, get Sweet. some get model kits, you know. Attacking a a a, a sub pen would be pretty cool, you know. Sweet. So and, and I might do that next year. Is um, I've kind of planned out. Uh, speaking of, of next year and what's next is what we'll go into here. Um, but stuff like that, where it's like, I kind of plan to get a couple more tables done every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm really going to push on it, then like I'll get more than just a couple done. But yeah. I would like to create, again, uh, tables that you can throw into a, a pod and bring it out at any time, not just for you know, a, a D-Day event, you know, at a, yeah. at a big event, but I can run a tournament or I can run a narrative event or historical event and I'll have tables to, to run for that style of theme. Or if there, if it is just a tournament, then, you know, you can have a big mix of different um, tables. And the nice thing about it is, a lot of them you can play just with the generic scenarios. But with each of these pods, I'll specifically have a scenario to go with those pods. So just mm-hmm. like the D-Day pod, that mission will be laminated and put inside that pod too. So if guys want to try it out, they can try it out. Right? Yes. So stuff like that. So um, so yeah, so what's next? What's What's your plans you know, uh, what do we got going? Uh, myself, we didn't even talk about my painting, but you know what? We well, already, I think we we already talked uh, about the terrain, so yeah, that's what I there thought. There you go. The... Um, <laughs> Woo, got that one done. Um, so yeah, so so really, what's next? Uh, so essentially, that was the last event of the year for me for Bolt Action. We do have other events happening for different systems. Um, you know, systems that Jason doesn't play anymore. Uh, boo, 40K. Eh. No, just <laughs> so, kidding. Sorry, I don't want to remortgage <laughs> my house, Andy. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, doing, doing kind of some thinking and whatnot. Okay, so what's next for myself? Uh, essentially you know, looking at, well, actually I've, I've already pulled it out, but, um, some blood red skies. I got some, yeah. some boxes of planes and whatnot to kind of assemble and actually put some paint on. It's nice. Cause it's a very small amount of miniatures to actually paint and whatnot. 
and um, they they come together pretty fast. Yeah, it's uh, you know one piece. Well, usually. yeah, a they most of them are just built for you. Yeah, so I mean, you pretty much just got to clean and prime, and then it doesn't take long to paint them. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Do some research on on colors and and like markings and stuff, and if there's decals decals out there um, to grab them, you know, can order them. Um, so there's that, and that be also like getting them kind of prepped for, uh, Jason had mentioned he wanted to do a Blood Red Skies campaign using the uh, the newer book there, the Wing Commander book, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds awesome. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm so stoked. It'll be sweet. The the rules are awesome in it. It's it really makes me think of more time. Nice. <laughs> but second time, second time I've heard that today. Actually, is, is, is somebody's describing the game to Mordheim. Yeah. No. Yeah. Who doesn't like Mordheim? <laughs> I know. Nobody right? I like. That's well, for sure. Why haven't Why haven't they remade it? <sighs> so don't even. Don't even. There's a podcast on that actually. <laughs> There's there's a a, a YouTube not a popular YouTube video on that why it hasn't been remade but that's a different topic. Oh god. Um, so so there's that. Uh, there's the continuation of the British army that I was starting to build. Um, I don't have a well I do, but I don't have an allied army that is even close to being like complete. So I said to myself, well, let me start from fresh. Um, the Soviets are in a little bit of trouble because there are some repairs to do with them, so they'll take time. So I said, let's let's start with the British Army, doing brand new, do some research. Uh, third Division, I believe I went, was going to go with, based off of uh, D-Day. D-Day. So I'll still do that. Um and then on the side, I'll slowly bring bring it out a little bit of black powder. Um, nice. That was the other part of the event that was nice to see is Mike, um, Mike and Andrew there. They play the black powder fairly, a fair amount. Um, Mike had asked me if he could bring out a, a little demo uh, kit and I, I told him yeah sure bring it out I'll set up a table for you you know and uh, got some interest from a few people and you know had a, he had a little demo in between the breaks and stuff like that which is great to see to promote uh, to promote that kind of stuff and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see if possibly whenever we do have events if I'm at that event you know hosting a bolt action or whatever I'm hosting um, might be able to pack a little, just a little table with, you know, a, a small mat that, Hey, you know what? Do you want to show guys some blood red skies or whatever? Right. Stuff like that. Um, just to bring the interest to other players to see what games are like. Cause I mean, between myself and Jason, we, we do have a, a fair amount of games all, plus all of them. <laughs> I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, there are other players who do play those more obscure um, historical games, right? Um, so that will be on the on the list as well. 
Um, of course, plus a whole bunch of other projects from other games, but I'm not going to go into that. So, so look, you'll be seeing a lot of that kind of stuff, uh, coming out on Instagram. I'll be taking lots of pictures. One thing that I will be doing, um, is starting to do a little bit more videos for, you know, this is how I painted this army. Um, you know, this is how I painted the camouflage on this plane, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I know, I know I, I've done a couple of those, the, the DAC army I did, mm-hmm. uh, it actually did quite well. So it's very, I'm very tabletop, pretty simple just to give people, you know, um, an idea of how I do it, what I use, that kind of thing. I could so, do a video on, uh, this is how I procrastinated with this army. <laughs> this is how I put off painting this army. First, we start at the gray <laughs> stage. Three months later, yeah. we're still at the gray stage. Yeah. But I could tell you. We put him on a base. <laughs> I am a very efficient <laughs> builder. Model building, I don't know that anybody has me beat. Jordan, but, uh, Jordan's pretty quick too. Painting, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I fall behind. Yeah. I mean, that being said, I probably have a thousand miniatures painted. True. True. <laughs> but it's uh, three quarters of a dozen armies. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. How, how, how about yourself, Jason? Do you have, do you uh, have any ideas of what you want to kind of work on next and. Well, I, I do have some planes coming in. So uh, for this campaign, I'm uh, planning on doing the uh, Blue-Nosed Bastards American uh, okay. squadron. So, uh, or American fighter group. So that should be uh, fun. Uh, and also I have some uh, B-26s coming in. So those should be, bom- are those bombers? Yep. Nice. So those should be fun to do up. Uh, so a little bit of that is what I'm hoping to hit next. And then, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's my big push is I want to get a bunch more of that done. Cause also I got to help, uh, my little guy, uh, catch up. He needs to have his squadrons ready for, That's right. uh, some uh, British uh, Spitfires uh, for that. So we're doing the ideas. We're doing a uh, late war or mid to late war bombing campaign. Okay. In uh, in uh, northwestern Europe. So, uh, and we have our uh, German player, uh, American player, uh, British player. And I can't remember what you uh, went with. What was your choice? I don't think I even picked. Yeah, but so I didn't, and, know, I didn't know if we had to balance out or. Oh, no, I guess, it doesn't matter. Because yeah, matter. I have I have Americans, but uh, I can also do Germans at some point here too. There you go. Maybe two Germans and yeah, and uh, yeah, and then we're gonna level up our squadrons, make our squadrons, you know, uh, level up our guys, hopefully not lose too many of our favorites. Uh, we're going to get support characters, the whole shabazz. 
Nice. Uh, and follow their uh, their trials and tribulations from 1943 till the end of the war. And uh, so that should be fun. I don't know. Nice. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Again, a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Um, and of course, those plans probably change all the time. But uh, that's kind of the the idea of what we have planned. So, I mean, you'll see pictures and uh, and whatnot. Um, and and I guess the big thing is for next year. I know I talked with Jason about this. Mentioned it to Bill. Um, I'll have to reach out to Chris. And of course, we'll uh, get your son involved as well. Lies into uh, this campaign. Um, so essentially, I want to do a campaign with you guys. Um, just a small group. You know, we'll pick sides. We we each have enough different armies to play as those sides and whatnot. Um, but actually use like the combined arms rules. Um, and having our forces on this hexed map and, and maybe even like um, recording down like what forces you have there kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, keeping track of that. Um, but we can do scenarios. We can do different battles. You can use these theater selectors and stuff to, f- to face each other, um, you know, and, and play out, play that stuff out and, and have our, you know, have like a good three, four month thing happen with with a campaign and also involve Blood Red Skies, your campaign in it as well. So, oh yeah, you know, I want to, it's kind of the idea of what I want to do. Uh, I do have the maps so we can use that kind of stuff. Um, I do want to be able to do those kind of fights and like work on our, our armies and uh, once the armies are like fully kind of done, you know, and you know what, we probably, are, there's probably already armies that we have that are done, which are is perfect, mm-hmm. you know, but doing this kind of thing and, and who knows with the way we set up things, maybe next year might even try to film a battle or a scenario and share it with you guys kind of thing. Uh, I'd love to do that kind of stuff too. You know, nice. Um, but yeah, um, you know, map-based campaign are always fun. Uh, the only thing with them is, I know if they get too big, uh, too many players, then it kind of ends up dying off. But if you have like a small crew who are dedicated to playing it, or yeah, you know, you can cover for each other, so which is fine. Uh, we're pretty flexible for for games and whatnot, and uh, we can share that kind of stuff with you. Share those war stories, those moments, you know, uh, how the battles went, stuff like that. Might even be able to write up a little battle report on our webpage for for you guys to read up on and our findings of the game or the units we had, you know, what survived, kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, just playing playing the the scenarios and essentially just sharing it with the audience of of what's been going on and how the war is continuing, kind of thing for for this game that we love. Nice. So that's that's the basis of the idea of it. So 
Um, I know in the next couple months here, I'll have a, a decent little break, which I'll start to work on this kind of stuff. Um, and then I also, I had a web page kind of done up years ago, um, for the start of a campaign that I was going to do with the community. Um, and just, I think I shared that with you a couple times just to, yep. uh, to check it out, yep. but it'd be one of those things I'd like to use and actually have like, oh, this was, you know, Jason's army list, show you what he had brought in his army kind of thing. And, and the battle that happened, right. And have the territories kind of change hands on the screen kind of thing. So you guys can see the progression or the battle line. You know, it's kind of a grandiose idea of, of, um, a campaign, but I don't do anything small. So <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'm sold, Andy. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so that'd be great. Uh, I got to talk to Chris about that too. Um, I'm sure he'll be down to play that. Um, but, and, and the thing too is to, you know, Bill will jump in as well. So um, he can jump in to get some games in under his belt too. And uh, uh, it's just, I like to incorporate, you know, Elias in there as well. So he can get some games, have some games, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. He'll get a kick out of it. You know? Um, and again, it's, it's obviously just all for fun, you know? Um, so yeah, that's kind of the path we're going now try to change it up a little bit and uh, try to get more of those war stories for you guys in the, in the new year here. So um, you'll definitely see it when it, it starts to happen. Uh, you know, I might do a little kind of little ad for it. So I got some studio stuff that I, I like to work on to, to try to get it going. So, so yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at for bolt action nice and underneath anything under the umbrella <laughs> so uh the only other thing is i still haven't picked up my french so look for that too oh uh, yeah yeah plastic yeah i actually gotta you'll, do an, you'll, i gotta do an unboxing on that thing you'll so, actually be able to carry it yeah it's not gonna weigh me down and buckle my knees <laughs> so yeah i figured uh I figured I'd pretty much go and get probably two of the infantry box sets because I have everything else, right? Yeah, you have everything, yeah. So, which Sweet. is great. But yeah. Uh, and I think that pretty much takes it for this episode. Um, any little thing you want to add in there, Jason? Da-da-da. No, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I think that's it. I'm good. Event was great. Nice. Lots of fun. Stay Indeed. tuned. Come to the next one. Fly in. <laughs> 100%. And uh, Jason's always been there for the events and helping out. So appreciate it. And, and thank you as always. No um, and thanks to Dusty as well for bringing some stuff out. Uh, definitely made the boards complete with his landing craft uh, as well. Uh, which reminds me, I'll have to order more of those. But um yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, you'll have more of it coming later on. I might have like another episode this year um, in mixed in with everything else. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. 
please check out the socials you know um thank you to our patrons as well uh for for checking out our content and supporting our contact you know you or our, our content i should say um even if it is that cup of coffee you know keeps us awake uh as we're hobbing and whatnot so so yeah check us out again tune in on you know for the next few episodes uh we have a lot going on between uh 40k and age of sigmar now plus we're still doing bolt action and expanding into some of the other games like victory at sea like blood red skies um so we'll get a lot more of that kind of in the mix um check out our events it's always appreciated even if you just swing down to check it out so uh but until next time you know keep rolling those dice and we'll see you on the battlefield yeah. <laughs> <laughs>